0: Hello and welcome to The Coaching Podcast, coaching for success in sport and business. Your host is Emma Doyle, the energy and high performance under pressure coach who is a world leader in unleashing human potential. Buckle up for this high octane session. Let them have it coach. G'day everybody and welcome to the coaching podcast. My name's Emma Doyle, and I'm here with Lanisha Angelina slash Buck, the professionals coach. She is unparalleled in using her language and light that shifts change makers from ordinary mindsets to vital self-enlightenment. One of her philosophies in life is everything you need is already within you. You just have to activate it. I can't wait to activate this conversation. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Lanisha, who's checking in from uh, Michigan. Is that is that right? How are you?
1: Michigan. Are you good? The mitten, the mitten. What does that mean? You got to educate <laughs> the, me. Now. The mitten on the on the map. We're the mitten. Ah, Okay.
0: So for yeah. our sisters, we're, we're like, what? What is she talking about? <laughs> on the US map. So the US we are map. the mitten. <laughs> okay. All right. so you're already activating my curiosity. I, yeah. I love that. So, listen. Our first question is a bit of a pattern break question. I know you're an NLP coach, so you'll love that. Yeah. It is the Vegemite question. It is the Australian spread that you put on your toast. <laughs> have you, tr- you either love it or you strongly dislike it or you've never tried it. Have, have you been to Australia? What's your take on on both of those? I
1: have not been to Australia. Okay. I wish. Okay. I am. That's definitely on my list of to dos. So um, I have not been, and you know I'm, you know I have a sister now in Australia. So uh, that's, oh. that'd be you. So <laughs> oh, I feel so honored, honored
0: already. Yes. I love it. I love it. So you've obviously never tried it then. No, I have
1: not. I know nothing about it. Okay
0: all right well what we used to do is pre-pandemic we'd send you out little little so you could try it but the, the key to Vegemite is um just to dab it on your toast because we grew up on okay. it right but it's quite it's sour and it's made from a yeast extract and a bottle of the bottom of a beer keg is sometimes where how people mm-hmm. describe it but but um do you like things uh sour there you are I
1: do. Okay. Um I'm I'm a fan of sour a little bit. I like I like a few things sour, depending on what it is. I like sauerkraut. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, because you've gone down that route and uh,
0: and because of your positive energy from the moment you said hello to me, I'm gonna allow you to start with your best coaching moment and what might be some of the lessons.
1: Oh my gosh, I love this so much. Um, my best coaching moment. I have so many, but probably my best one was, well, after the biggest breakthrough, you know, my, my client was like pushing back so much, you know, sometimes clients push back. They're like, no, that just can't be the way, you know, I'm like, you know, relinquish your control. Maybe if we, you know, let's, let's, let's go in the direction and give it a try and see if it's the way. And, I'll never forget her saying um, her name was Kat and I'll never forget her saying, you know, this is the first time I felt like I saw myself. Like, and when people say things like that, you know, when they get stripped naked, because it gets, it's uncomfortable, you know, they're pushing back a little bit because they're like, that's not the way it's, I'm naked over there. Okay. I'm supposed to be fully clothed. (laughs) And when, when they are able to become vulnerable through their coaching experiences, really pull back the layers and be introduced to their real truth, who they really are. I'm getting chills just talking about it because it's always, you know, it looks different for everybody because everyone has that realization, which is actually the first stage of my framework. Everyone has that realization about themselves. And once they experience that then we can hit the ground running. I always say like, we don't get started on goals. I get all up in your business. We dig deep, you get uncomfortable, and then we can set some goals. But we want to make sure that those goals are in alignment with your truth. Mm-hmm. So that's a great lesson right there
0: is to sometimes we start with the goal as coaches, don't we? Rather yeah. than actually digging into revealing their truth, to be mm-hmm. able to set goals. That's that's super awesome insight already. We're off to a flying start. Yeah. What about a coaching moment that didn't go well and what might
1: be some of the lessons? Uh, um, this will probably be before, um, I don't know, how long have you been coaching? In sport, 20 years and in business, 10 years. Okay, um, probably the worst experiences were when I was a brand new coach, taking any client I could, I wasn't sure about what my level of genius was, what my area of genius was. So I was trying to solve every problem I could <laughs>
0: and You never get
1: good results when you don't know the problem you solve. You're just trying to solve every problem. Mm-hmm. And I can probably say, um, interestingly enough, I just launched my certification program uh, last night to my wait list, and I shared this moment with them when I talked about niching down and being clear about that, because I'll never forget um, being on the phone for probably an hour and a half, which my coaching sessions are only an hour, and just an hour of tears and crying and bawling and emotions and Now I have a therapist within my agency. I have a licensed therapist. So when people come to me with the, the, the the energy of, I'm just trying to look back. I need to process before I can move forward. I say, Hey, I'm not your coach, but I have someone who can handle that crying for 60 minutes. It's not me. (laughs) So I would probably say, um, this was pre quarantine. I was on a Call with a client and she was the reason that I was like, I don't care how much money or how many clients I have to turn away if they do not make me feel like I, because I want to, I get fulfillment in knowing that I've helped. And even though I was able to help her, ultimately... I know that she could have gotten better help elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I know that I was not the most effective coach. I mean, I was not what she needed at the time. And um, it could have been a better experience for the both of us if I had just released her (laughs) and said, hey, you got to go.
0: I love that. I can completely relate in chapter one of my coaching, as I called it, where I definitely had all this knowledge in my head. And it's like, let me give it all to you in one hour.
1: Yeah
0: a disaster but also this is why I love this podcast so much because sports coaches can really learn from that message as well I know I've been in the sports industry especially in the industry of tennis for so long where a client comes in and as a tennis coach we're trying to be a great coach to beginners and 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 advanced players and then we want to coach on the tour and so just knowing your lane knowing your uh area of genius uh was was your words that i loved and not trying to fix everybody's problems and being able to refer it's okay to refer and build a network that's one of the things I love about this podcast. I can't wait to even chat to you when this, this episode's yeah. over to hear more and see if there's collaboration as well because absolutely, that's what it's about. It's like what's your, what's your lane and can yep. I refer you? Can you refer me? This is how the world grows, doesn't it? So absolutely. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. The next question is what we call our sliding doors question. So, you know, when your life is heading, you already know, you've already read the question. All right. Hit me with your sliding doors moment.
1: I don't think we have time. I don't think we have time for how many times. (laughs) This is true. That's why I said specific one or two. Right? Like pick the least, the most important ones. Oh my gosh. I love that just on sliding doors gone yeah i love that sliding doors moment that's a new concept uh, for me is that something that's specific to you Wait, or it,
0: that... you have to check out the gwyneth paltrow movie there's a movie <sighs> called sliding doors and it's a british movie about when she's about to get on the the this uh not the subway um the tube in london and the, okay. the, the movie is when that the doors close and she just gets on the tube and finds a goes home to find her husband cheating on her. And then when she misses the train and she doesn't <laughs> and she doesn't make it home in time to mm-hmm. catch the cheating husband. So it plays out this this movie plays out beautifully in two in two ways simultaneously. Oh, I have to I love
1: stuff like that. Yeah, you you love it so. Okay, good note it. So yeah. I'm going to take that note. I won't forget that. That's too good. So sliding doors, um, I would say. Um, one was definitely um, me leaving college. So I did not graduate from college. Um, I actually went on to start a nonprofit at a very young age and mentor youth and start partnerships, collaborations. And um, that was definitely one because you know you leave college and you have this idea of like what your life is gonna look like because all throughout grade school, they tell you this is the path that you take and you end up down a completely different road and it's the most fulfilling road, but it's also the one that doesn't have a roadmap (laughs) like school and the corporate space would, right? So it's a whole lot of figuring it out and a whole lot of finding yourself in the process. Um, But honestly, it's been the most fulfilling Experience and interestingly enough, I just signed my first contract with the university for, as a coach and speaker last week. Exactly. And I, I shared that story on social media about like I didn't graduate, but here I am speaking at a high school. And I just signed a contract this morning with the university about, you know, I, I suppose those sliding door moments the ones that really, you know, send you in the direction that you're essentially kind of supposed to be going in in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, And then another was probably my last heartbreak. Um, When I experienced my last heartbreak, I always say like, these are the defining moments of our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Because when that that door slides, you have two options. I love it. Oh, I love that so much. Like you you have two options. You can say, I'm gonna use this pain to paralyze me. I'm gonna use this pain to get really clear about my purpose and power up on that in every way that I can. And I chose the latter. Mm -hmm. I chose to... Find more of my truth the thing about it is in that moment I became I lost a lot of self-esteem I had always been this self-assured person and what I realized is all of the self-esteem I had was manufactured and at that moment was when I was able to see me like I had never seen me before and I was like oh my gosh girl you got work to do (laughs) oh girl whoa well, we got work to do. So I didn't even have time. Like the, the short time I spent blaming that person for what they did became turned into a moment of really healing and growing and finding truth in who I was, which gave me even more clarity of who I am as a coach. Mm-hmm. And that was a springboard for my success in business. So those are probably my two sliding doors. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder your business is called Rise. Yes. It actually, I actually say that rise is not just the name of my agency. It's a testimony mm-hmm. of how I always get back up. Like it's, it's resilience is just in my nature. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Resilience and perseverance. The two of my uh, savior words over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I like springboard and rise and it's an integral, as you say, part of that self-evolving process that we'll be doing for the rest of our life we're going to 100
1: (laughs) there will be more more
0: moments to come but uh that's that's fantastic our next question is our guiding question and that is in one to a maximum of three words what Mm -hmm. makes a great coach
1: Oh, I love this so much. And I'm kind of cheating a little bit because I had a webinar last night where I actually had secrets to success. So I'm going to just take some tidbits from that webinar. Love it. Uh, What makes a good coach is I believe knowing God, knowing the God within you, because as a coach, it's a calling that you have over your life. And if you are not connected to the God and the truth in you, you're going to be misguided. And one thing that I always say is like helping people is not something you can do by yourself. So if you are not connected to a higher being, then you're not gonna be as effective as you could be. Um, like you can't do this by yourself. You have to be spiritually connected to really tap into your power as a coach. Um, so knowing God, having that relationship with God, um, being bold and audacious and fearless and because much of coaching won't make sense. <laughs> especially I'm a 31 year old, uh, woman, black woman. And I have clients that look every opposite of every demographic that I am and I'm coaching them to their greatness. And I've had people say, uh, you know, the skeptics, why would someone want a 31 year old coach? And I'm 50 years old. And I'm like, because you're you're, you're, you're misinformed about what coaching is. Coaching is not me telling you this is what you should do to have a better life experience. Coaching is me helping you to see beyond your blind spots. So anyone can, anyone with the technique and the skills training can help you to do that. Just like there are people that only make six figures who go into billion dollar companies and help them to succeed on different levels. So it's all the same. (laughs) I'm an expert at coaching people beyond their perceived limitations. That's what I do. I'm not an expert at telling a 50-year-old man and that's a CEO of a company how to live his life. We have totally different life experiences. Um, But what I can do is I can find out, I can listen to the conversations that he doesn't even know he's having. And help him to uncover those so he can find out what's limiting him from really accessing his power, his his greater power. Uh, so being audacious is one, like knowing God, knowing yourself. Um, so that be audacious part is actually knowing yourself, embodying the work. Another thing that's extremely important is really life coaching is a lifestyle. It's going to be very hard for you to be effective if you think that you're going to Clock in, and all of a sudden, you're changing lives. (laughs) It has to be a lifestyle. So, asking more questions has helped me to become a better coach because I naturally do that in conversations with friends and family. And what I find is it actually makes those relationships more fulfilling because we've been conditioned to talk at each other and just, I share, you share, I share, you share. But if I could just ask one more question, it allows us to create that true intimacy um, and really understand one another better because I'm asking the questions that help me to see more of who you are. And I've even had people say, especially in dating, when they know you're a life they're like, you're not going to coach me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to coach you. This is just the way that, Everyone should be communicating, but the world didn't tell us that. So everyone's misinformed. I'm just trying to help. Okay.
0: <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I've had plenty of, yes. plenty of partners that have said, Hey, don't pull that coaching stuff on me. Yep.
1: <laughs> hey, relax. It's just communication. Yeah. Yep. And you wanted one more. You said four. Well, so far we've got spiritual audacious. And you gonna really have one more word. Remember, it's three words. Oh, three. Woo. Okay. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> so spirituality, and I would say identity. So spirituality, okay. identity. Yep. Um, I guess that would go with embodying the work too. Um, and probably, hmm, makes you a successful coach. Spirituality, identity, and... Mm, it's so many words I'm trying to pick the best one uh-huh. that's why the you question know. is challenging <laughs> I know it's always hard to do less right uh-huh. um I want to say I'm trying to find the best word for just like freedom or just like you got to be free you got to be free <laughs> <You> gotta, <laughs> yeah be free be give yourself space to breathe to grow to make mistakes to learn to be present so presence be present Mm -hmm. The point of power is always in the present moment. Louise Mm -hmm. Hay says that. And it's one of my favorite quotes because when I'm here, I'm my best self. I'm able to maximize my life in every way. Sorry, can you say the favorite quote again? The point of power is always in the present moment. Love that. That was too good to just brush over like that. Thank you. (laughs) And that's uh, by Louise Hay. She has 101 power thoughts
0: it's really good definitely those qualities I absolutely yeah they really resonate and I love that question because we get so many different qualities that that people come up with and uh yeah I'm excited to share with you too I've interviewed over 500 people and narrowed it down to the top 10 practices as well so that's that's my book
1: it's coming out soon oh wow I can't wait that's That's impressive. You're impressive. I was checking you out on Google. Like you're you're really on Google everywhere. I mean, uh you're
0: doing the work. No, uh, but by the time this episode comes out, the book will definitely be out, which is very (laughs) exciting. Very exciting. I'm I'm ahead of my guest list, everybody. So during, but uh, good problem to have, hey. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, our last official question before I get to go rogue is <laughs> we ask you to ask us a question. So you know, when you get a chance to meet other successful coaches uh, and I can't wait to hear about some of your coach mentors, um, we're yes. definitely going there next. But what's that one question that you ask of others? What What do you
1: always want to know more about? I always want to know. Like, what was your breakthrough moment? Like, what was that moment that you knew, like, I got it? Like, I got my thing. Because even though I'm, like, just to be completely candid, I'm candid. I'm successful. I'm I'm deemed a successful coach. I do this full time. I'm impacting lives. I am growing my agency. But that's there's still that, like, I, I don't there's that thing that's like, I know it's something, I haven't touched it yet. I haven't grabbed it just yet. Um, So I'm always like, what's that thing? And when did you know? Mm. Like, when did you have that breakthrough moment where you were like, this is the spot that I am in. That's where I'm supposed to be as a coach. Mm -hmm. What would you say?
0: I'd say that, (laughs) but already I feel this, this connection that, with certain people's energies, that sometimes you feel, you know, that oh, I love this and I love this and I love this and I love like yeah. what I said earlier, where you try me too many things to too many different people. Yeah. But I had a uh, mentoring session with a speaker. I-, I moved to America to become the best speaker that I could. And she's a body language expert, right? And so mm. she said to me, Emma, your thing is right under your nose. And I was like, what's the one thing right under my nose? The energy coach. (sighs) Like it is the thing that I'm, it's my, it's, it's my internal compass. It's that one thing where, uh, definitely people reflect that back to me, the energy that I can bring the energy of bringing a room together, the energy of knowing when and how, and where to ask great questions, the energy of saying nothing, the energy of the power of silence and being present, and that's an energy, and that we that we give out. And already, you know, we're twenty, two, three minutes in, and
1: I I'm just loving our energy together. Oh my! I'm like when you when you're speaking right now, I'm getting chills because it's so you're so spot on with it. I can see why you're the energy coach. You drew my you drew me in when you said that. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I think it's just a lifelong
0: uh, journey because that that mentoring session was pretty recently. So I think okay. it's just peeling away the layers and the layers and the layers, and mm-hmm. and you know maybe this will be for the next ten years, and then it might be something different. And I think that's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, there's one thing I really loved that when I was reading your bio about securing one's personal creed as a navigation guide to one's greatness is exactly what we're talking about. And I think sometimes yeah. I know I've always struggled with what you know what was that breakthrough moment that really said this is yep yeah, the, the the purpose. I think the most important thing is to have a purpose and to and to just pick a lane, you know, and then if that lane doesn't work out, that's totally okay. You just yeah. you just, you just do a sliding doors on yourself. Um, but oh, I, I love yeah, yeah, pull a sliding doors on your, on your own. But uh, but so thank you for that question and, and allowing me to share how I've uncovered that. So, well, well, let's go with that. Let's go the professionals coach. So let's yeah. start there. Um, so I want to hear a little bit more about how, what that means to you. And and I'm giving you a stacked question here. And then who were some of your influences, um, some great mentors and coaches that you've had in your life that's allowed Mm -hmm. you to to step into your greatness so far in your young career?
1: Yes. Uh, So the professionals coach, the specific question is like, what got me down that path? Yeah, yeah. I love
0: it. And what what does it actually mean?
1: Yeah. So. I support young professionals. Well, I, oh, I don't just support young professionals. I support ambitious and thriving professionals who want to bridge the gap between their good and their great. And one thing that I recognize uh, my agency specifically focuses on, you know, bridging the gap between personal development and career advancement. So when we come in and we help people to create a holistic approach to their growth and development, it actually enhances their professional performance. So focusing on the person impacts the bottom line that's the pitch to the companies like listen you focus on the people the people will bring you more money and that's what everyone wants and that's what people want for themselves people want love and money above all they want to feel good they want to be effective why do they want to be effective because they want to make money why do they want love because that's where the fulfillment is we want like that's what people want more than anything so I'm coming in so that you can have love and fulfill love and prosperity. That's what you want. Let's get it. And that comes by you being able to see yourself because even as you saying, you're an energy coach, money is energy. Like the money that flows in and out of our lives. If you don't have the portal open because of low self esteem, because of self doubt, there's a viral quote that's going on the internet that says, All that self doubt scaring the money away. And it couldn't be the part, like, it's so true. When you're doubting yourself, when you're second guessing yourself, you are scaring the money away. When you're being negative, when you're gossiping and, you know, feeling low and having low expectations for your life, the money is like, hey, I was on the way to you, but I don't like you. I'm not attracted to you. So I'm going the other way. So the sliding doors are closing on you. (laughs) Uh Yeah. So I help professionals to really like, maximize their lives professionally by focusing on who they are. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients said to me recently, she said, you know, I'm the agenda because she's actually a virtual assistant. She has a virtual assistant agency. And she said, her name's Jim. And she said, I was always the agenda. And I come to you thinking that there was something else to do when I was the project. And Me finding me actually gave me more clarity of what it was to do next. And the first two questions that I often ask on uh, consultations are Tell me about yourself. I come in casual, tell me about yourself. And they go, Oh my gosh, you're coming in hot. Wait a minute. You are asking a very intense question, right? (laughs) Like, I have asked for your firstborn. Like, I told you to tell me about yourself. And then the next question I say is So, what brings you to coaching? What makes you feel like you need a coach at this time? Let's talk about that. Why are we on this call? And they say, well, I think I want to start a new business. I think I want to go for a promotion. I think I want to, and I say, "Hmm, okay, but I'm not really sure. And I say, you know, there's a direct correlation between you not knowing how to answer the first question and you not being sure about what to do. The more clear we get about the first question, the more evident what to do becomes. So then we get into the real coaching and they're already crying by, by then. So I, <laughs> they're pretty much already signing the contract, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's really uh, just- Questions. Yeah, just having them come to that realization that who you are and what you're doing is probably already enough. You just have to identify why you don't believe it is. That's the problem. Mm. So uncovering that really, um, I mean, people are burned out. They're overwhelmed. They're overworked. They can't find their peace. They can't find their balance. They can't find their prosperity because their thinking is in another place. And once, you know, people are leaving companies right now at a rapid pace, it's the great resignation, they're calling it. And a big part of that is some people do need to just leave and that's okay, I, I tell companies two things are going to happen either they're going to level up in their performance or they're going to leave e- either way you win. <laughs> they're going to be so inspired that they walk out of here today, or they're going to be so inspired that they get on the phones and they power up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either way you win. Yep. And, um you know, I help professionals to create more fulfilling lives. Like, we don't just want to be all work and no peace, no play, no joy. And that's why I'm the professional's coach, because I was that person. And those hard workers just have a place in my heart. I come from mortgage sales. I know how stressful it is. I know how... It can skew our identity of selves, you know, our performance. And the more that we're able to get closer to ourselves, connect with ourselves, the more effective we'll be effortlessly.
0: So who were some of those early influences in your life, mentors, coaches that impacted you to find uh, your true north?
1: Oh, that's, I like that question, your true north. I think that's such a beautiful question. Um honestly, so fun fact, I don't have a lot of close people that impacted me as a coach. So that actually Perfectly aligns us with that fun fact I was going to share with you, which is why I study sports coaches. So I don't study a lot of life coaches. I listen to a lot of life coach podcasts like Dave Stahoviak. I listen to uh, Ed Milet. Like I love those people. Uh, Jay Shetty, I listen to. Uh, I love his books. Um, But I study sports coaches specifically because what I found is that I would follow a lot of women coaches who were life coaches. And they didn't resonate with me. I've always had this like hard kind of rough, <laughs> you know, thing going on. And I've always been a hard driver. So I would always be like looking for myself in these women life coaches. And I, I could never find it. John Maxwell was one of my great coaches and mentors from afar. I'm actually John Maxwell uh, certified by Proctor from afar as well. Um, but the first time I started to study sports coaches, um, I was studying Doc Rivers. And then I got into John uh, Calipari, and then I got into Urban Meyer, and then I got into um, Staley. And, you know, like studying these coaches, I was like, oh, they resonate with me because they are trying to pull the greatness out of extreme talent. They are saying you're already good, or even you're already, and I want to make you great, or you're already great, and I want to make you exceptional. And that's what I want to, I want to work with people who see the value in themselves And they just can't figure out how to bridge the gap between where they are and where they wanna be. And oftentimes that soft approach doesn't really get them there. And that's why I was following a lot of women leaders. And I was like, relate. I don't see myself in them. Like even though these women look like me, they have similar branding as me and I I don't see myself in them. But then when I found these hard drivers, I was like, "Oh, there I am." <laughs> and I follow a lot of so closely. I have a lot of spiritual leaders. So they have contributed also. So past my pastor my mother is a very spiritual person, my grandmother, my sisters, my cousins. So having that spiritual foundation does play a huge role in how I show up as a coach. And then I have my coaches from afar, uh, who are, you know, those sports coaches that I follow.
0: And what is it about them that, yeah, can you even just take a deeper dive? Because I yeah. never. a no, no business coach has ever said that before. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm just super curious. Um, yeah, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I wanted to see myself. And interestingly enough, these people don't look like me physically, right? So some people they limit it, they limit themselves to what they can see themselves in. And I don't. I've always been an open person. Energy what energy was I most connected to? And as I would watch these documentaries, I was always, those were the things that got me up and wanted to do something. I would watch a Michael Jordan documentary or, you know, like, those are the things that were like most inspiring for me or watching athletes and just the way that they thought and their will to win was just unmatched. Like, And that's how I show up in the world. I will push you with love. (laughs) I am a hard driver. Um, I will pull you out of your comfort zone because that's where all of your growth exists. I'm like, you got to look for the discomfort. And even um, I weight train. And even with the weight training, you know, whenever I feel like it's a little bit too easy, I'm like, all right, got to look for the discomfort tomorrow because I got through those sets way too easy. Time to go for a PR. And <laughs> I know what it does for you. It transforms your identity. And the thing about it is what I find in the softer coaching approach, which there's a need for that. There's a space for that. I I could not do it because it wasn't true for me, is that people will go through the process, they'll feel good. I don't want you to just feel good. I want you to become something else. And you can only do that when you get to such a place of discomfort that you have to change, adjust, pivot, and grow. And if you're not pushing yourself to that threshold, you're gonna feel good for a moment, but then you'll revert back to the same behaviors. When you push yourself to a place where you say, if I don't change, I'll die here that is when you get the best results out of people. And that's what I find that sports coaches do. Yeah. And
0: have you ever come across a client that is all geared up in the coaching session and and commits to, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. (laughs) And then you book in for your next session and you find that they're, they're, oh, do you mind if we just move it to next week? Right. So there's, you're starting to sense it already and you get on the call and you, you say, tell me all the highlights and that they come up with something complete, like they haven't done any of their, their top three things that they s- committed to you that they would do. How do you as a coach handle that?
1: Oh, I love this one so much. It doesn't happen as often. As you know, because we're coaches, we're able to make it their idea. We have a we have a way of asking those calibrated questions that makes them think it's their idea, right? But then those few slip through the cracks. <laughs>
0: Actually, just pause for a let the sports coaches know what a calibrating question is, because they might
1: not yeah, um, of that. yeah, really something that helps to challenge the critical thinking of the person that's on the other end and asking at the right time. So you talked about the energy of knowing when to ask it. So uh, what really helps people to have that long-term change is to shift their critical thinking the way that they problem solve. So by me asking you questions that you haven't asked, my favorite thing to hear people say is, I've never been asked that question. I know you hear it all the time. I don't know. I've never been asked that question. (laughs) I think I said it to you today. Like, I've never been asked that. That's good. (laughs) You're a good coach. (laughs) But that's when something new fires and that's when they start to identify differently because they're now tapping into a different part of their brain that they haven't even accessed. And they're like, there's a new capacity and there's more that I can do, create, become like, wow, this is exciting. But um, to answer your question, funny, I actually just got off the phone with a client (laughs) who's in another country. I won't say which country, because she'll know when she watches this, but she, uh, she, she was supposed to go live on social media. And oh my goodness, all the reasons, We have all the reasons. She said, you know, I just, it just doesn't really make sense to do that right now. Even though that was the goal that we discussed was you being more active there. So let's get out of the comfort zone to take this action. And she came with all the reasons why it did. And she was, oh, she was sure. She's like, oh, no, it just, let me explain why it doesn't make sense. (laughs) I love it. And I loved it. She's such a sweetheart, but yeah, it's, it's back on the agenda. I actually call them growth challenges. Growth challenges. Uh, yeah. Yep. Because what I always explain is that, yes, the hour we spend together is impactful, but what you do in between time is going to be re- really helps you to sustain the change because it's the reps that you put in that help you to build the mindset muscle that we're working on.
0: Mm, not too dissimilar to strength training. Got to yep. get the reps in. gotta get get the reps in Uh, i know i struggle with social media (laughs) you know how often they tell me i'm meant to post i mean come on i post when i have something that i think's worth
1: sharing (laughs) it's all worth sharing you sound like my client oh looky look at those limiting beliefs look at those limiting beliefs i can hear you (laughs) You
0: we're only human aren't we we're only human we, yeah. we have them this is why I have That's I have so a coach I have a mentor yes, definitely and this is why we have people in our lives who can help us see um call out our blind spots
1: yes. uh, listen
0: courageously um connect to spirituality know thyself in our identity and be present
1: to be yes. able
0: to know what those breakthrough moments can be To in order to have more love and prosperity. Did I summarize our our conversation?
1: (laughs) Money, on the money.
0: (laughs) So, what's one last, uh, you got one last little
1: tidbit for us? Oh, man, I have two. Can I share two? Please, please. So, I'll share the short one first. The first one is my favorite quote uh, by Bob Proctor. I've been sharing this since 2017. Guy rest his soul. He's my mentor from afar. Um, And it's, I'm the only problem I'll ever have, and I'm the solution. If you put yourself... Slower, one more time. Oh, I'm sorry. I am the only problem that I'll ever have, and I am the solution. Mm. And it keeps you focused on finding the solutions in your life. Like You want to be solution-oriented to know that if the problem exists, it's here. And if the solution exists, well, the solution does exist because there's not a problem that comes that doesn't have one. It's also here. So let me focus on where that is and I'll find it. So that's number one that keeps you in the driver's seat of your life. <laughs> and then number two is my favorite quote by Audrey Lord. <laughs> and it says, When I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I'm afraid. Fear has to take a backseat to the purpose and the calling that you have over your life. You can even take the fear with you, but. Put it in the backseat, turn up the music, pretend it's not there, but don't let it drive. You cannot let that fear drive because it's going to drive you, <laughs> drive you nowhere actually. It's going to probably drive you to a parking spot where you just sit in the car with all that purpose and all that impact and you never make a difference in your life and you go throughout it, your experience with Pilates, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, And that's the worst thing that you could do. That's the worst thing that you can do. It
0: reminds me of a story with an elite sporting team. We had these fear bricks and we put them inside a backpack. And it was by the door at training. So if people brought their stuff onto the court uh, and they were carrying on, letting their ego get in the way and and all these things that they had to go out, they had to stick the backpack on and they had to train with the back a backpack full of bricks on until they were able to let go of that that fear or let go of that uh whatever the, the, the issue was their stuff you know if they were bringing external stuff you know something happened uh. last week with an altercation with one of the team members right you, have you let it go if you haven't go and pick up the backpack have a conversation until i you love know, that let it go so uh, just a, a nice little kinesthetic you know really realistic sort of metaphor and analogy to yeah to say, you know you can like you said you can bring the backpack with you but god it's really quite heavy right <laughs> you might want to release that yeah well i mean why would i want to keep that on my shoulders exactly <laughs> i i uh-huh. i really love that i've uh, tremendously enjoyed this conversation uh, as I mentioned, we do. As we're the the awesome news is we're starting to get a lot of guest requests, and uh, it really stood out uh, in your your bio and who you are. It your energy your energy came off off the page, um, which is the reason I wanted to have you on the show. So thank you so much with your from one mm-hmm. mitten to the other. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and catch your, or hang on, here's, here's one of my little balls for you. I'm throwing. I know it's a audio podcast, oh, I like that it's big. I'm I'm throwing it to you. Good catch. And uh, just wanted to say to everybody, thank you so much for being present and listening to this episode. I hope you got as much out of it as what I did. Thank you, Lanesha.
1: Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: The coaching podcast is sponsored by Transition Coach for Athletes, a global coaching, mentoring and U.S. placement service. The service helps athletes navigate the often challenging world of choosing your best college fitness performance. Visit www.transitioncoachforathletes.com. That's the number four. If you company are interested in sponsoring the coaching podcast, reach out to info.com at emmadoyle.com.au